When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Cook, you've been with... Kirk Cousins your entire career. Is this the best you've seen him play so far in six weeks of play? Yeah, I, I've been said it. He just came back. Like, OTA, you've seen, like, his different comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? He, he comfortable. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he got full control over the offense. He understand it. Um, we done been growing together. So, watch, being able for us to watch each other grow, you know, it's been, it's been fun, man. But, yeah, he's definitely been playing good football, and I think he's definitely been the best football that I've seen him play. With Dalvin Cook? You like that? You like that? Drinking Zeke, some, uh, the Zeke jersey behind him. Yeah, how about that? that was that like a – did they play each other at some point? Yeah. The last played, year, right? Yeah. The Vikings well, beat the Cowboys? Last two years, right? Yeah. They, they played – they beat him on a Sunday night in Dallas. That's right. And then they played him last year as well. Yep. So, all right. Well, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, presented by Surly Brewing Company, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our uh, fill-in producer, Ross Brendel, from Minnesota Sports Chat Podcast, in for Declan. And every single week, we go through our purple props. We take a, uh, a sports betting, gambling, sort of market perspective look at these Vikings games. No game this weekend, so we're going to tweak things a little bit here. I've got sort of the lay of the land where the Vikings rank among some bigger projection sites. And a really interesting story that Judd found from The Athletic about the Vikings' plight here as a franchise. Are you guys right? No one should ever take our gambling advice. This is all just for fun and games. Unless you want to lose money, then take our advice. But um, are you guys ready for a little purple yeah. props here? Let's, Let's roll. If you're watching us on a TCL TV, thank you guys. TCL is uh, is here with a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So where do the Vikings rank among the 32 NFL teams among some of the bigger analytical and or projection sites? I got three of them here for you guys, and they all paint a very similar picture. Football outsiders. They got the Vikings 12th best in the NFL right now, and that's according to their DVOA analytical system that takes yardage into context and performance and schedule and all these things. So 12th, according to Football Outsiders. Okay. ESPN's FPI, the Football Power Index. Football. They've got the Vikings as the 10th best team in the NFL. Ooh. Their rankings go Bills, Bucks, Rams, Cardinals, Chiefs, Ravens, Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Vikings. Mm-hmm. 
and Pro Football Focus, which is more they're they're grading each play and each player and unit and and it's like all of their granular rankings sort of added up to the best teams. And their rankings look like this. Cowboys number one, Browns number two, Rams, Ravens, Bucks, Bengals, Bills, Cardinals, Vikings, ninth. So PFF has the Vikings ninth. Wow. ESPN's FPI has the Vikings 10th. And Football Outsiders has the Vikings as the 12th best team in the NFL. What mm-hmm. do you think? Um, Boy, so in, in a case like this, I think the, the gap between 9 and 12 is pretty big. And I think nine is seems aggressive to me, but yeah, I could see at this point, I could see 12 and, and I will go back to what I keep saying. The next four games to me decide this. So like, if you come out of the bye and play well, then I'm impressed. If you don't, then I, I say, well, you beat Detroit and Carolina offensively was terrible. So I would probably put it more towards 12th. And I, but, and I think right now 12th is fair, but the next four games, after Sunday to me will tell will tell the biggest part of this story and if 12 or or you know or nine is fair or if this team probably deserves to be more like 17th yeah some of the teams that are like a PFF has the Bengals above the Vikings all right I get it the Bengals beat the Vikings but and the Bengals are off to a four and two start the Bengals are definitely a fringe playoff team and uh, they play the Ravens this weekend for AFC North supremacy so we'll learn a lot more about the Bengals this weekend but like when I see teams like the Bengals and even the Cardinals and the Browns jumping the Vikings or ahead of the Vikings, it's like, why are those, whether the Vikings are ranked 10th or 20th, why are those teams coming from like the bottom of the league and then passing the Vikings? So I look at this and I think a lot of people say, wow, it's pretty pretty good. Like you start 0-2 and now you're back to being kind of a fringe top 10 team. And I say, I don't care about being the 10th best team. The 10th best team is where this franchise no. has been for the majority of my life outside of like three special seasons. Mm-hmm. It's not my goal for this team in my head and my expectations aren't like to applaud them for getting into the fringes of the top 10. Yep. And when I see the Cardinals going from like 28th boom to the best team in the NFL yep. and the Bengals going from a laughing stock to boom, maybe about to be leading their division. It's like, OK, I want what those teams have. But I want, I want, I, and a lot of it would be like an, more of an offensive-minded you know approach and a great young quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mobile. Yes, like I almost look at this and I, and I and I get jealous. You know, the Buffalo Bills are one of the best three or four teams in the NFL. It's like again. God, they're dynamic and it's they're fun to watch. And again, though, like the Bills, what could what have the Bills done? They they hit on a QB and then they could fill in around that guy. So like mm-hmm. in now now. Cleveland, I'm not going to, to say, oh, Baker Mayfield's been great because I don't believe that. But in the case of the Cardinals, in the case of the Bills, in, in the case of the Bengals, all three of those, I think the I think at least the starting point of the answer to your question is pretty simple. Great young quarterback. Yep. Cheap. Build yep. a roster. Can right? get guys in. Yep, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, in terms of playoff odds, Football Outsiders has the Vikings currently with a 43% chance to make the playoffs, an 18% chance to win the division, and a 1% chance to win the Super Bowl. Hmm. Your thoughts on those three numbers? I think the 18% chance to win the division is too high. I think the Packers. Really? I think the Yeah, I think the Packers. I, I would lower that. The chance to make the playoffs is probably incredibly fair. Um, and, and then the question be- becomes with – 
the conference, what's the wild card situation going to be? And I would say the championship odds are very fair. Yeah, historically, it's. I mean, I don't. See, yeah. I don't see it. So, you now if they if they go on a run here and win like three of their next four, then it's a different conversation, mm-hmm. which is like the whole season kind of hinges on. But I can't get there right the now. Next month, um, if the playoffs started today, by the way, they're tied, right? They're tied for the seven seed, something like that. They are tied record wise with the Bears and the Panthers. But the Vikings currently own the tiebreaker. I'm going to read you the tiebreaker. So the Vikings would be the seven seed right now. They win the tiebreaker over Carolina based on a head-to-head win. Uh, The division tiebreak with the Bears, who are also 3-3, and was initially used to eliminate Chicago because the Vikings have a better win percentage in the division, right? So the Vikings are 1-0 in the division. The Bears are 1-1. Okay. So they would be in, and they would be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs. The Cardinals would get the bye, and then the Buccaneers, the two-seed, would play the Vikings in Tampa if the playoffs started right and, and, Phil, as you have said many times before on this show, if you want to talk about a Super Bowl, get home field. Mm-hmm. Get home field. Absolutely. Which, which right now ain't happening. <laughs> and don't point to me like the two examples in, you know, like the three examples that the Packers did it, I think, 10 years ago. Well, but this team won three road games. Look at the Ravens. They won three road games. That is the exception, not the rule. If you and want to win a Super Bowl, no win at least 11 games and play some home games in the postseason yep. and take your chances that way. Yep. Um, we have a really interesting anecdote here from friend of the show, Mike Sando yeah. in The Athletic. It's, a, it's an NFL trade deadline primer, and we're going to throw that out here in a second. Football. Uh, but Judd Zolgad, you have lost a chin, it appears. You know, can can you see it through the face? Like I've got the You beard. do look skinny for it's sure. Great. Yeah. But yeah. That's because I am down almost 15 pounds thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. They have done a fantastic job. So I need a couple things in life. I need when it comes to food. Because I have yo yoed my entire life. I need structure. I need structure and I need someone to give me that structure. And that's exactly what I've gotten in dropping almost 15 pounds. And by the way, guys, that's in three weeks. That's not too bad, right? That's amazing. I'm 51, 52 next month, three weeks, almost 15 pounds. So you're saying, well, Judd, how can I get on the, on this same weight loss program? How can I contact the people at Livia? Livia Livia.com is the place to go. Here's the best part. Uh, you get your first 10 weeks for free. So so call them up, join them, get on the same program I'm on, and I'm going to tell you right now, it is as easy as possible. So like this is a low-maintenance, high-reward-progress program. Livia.com is the place to go. Or if you want to pick up the phone and call them, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, six locations throughout the metro. So it's easy to get to, and they will do right by you. They certainly have by me 15 pounds again in three weeks. It's pretty damn good. Livia.com, check them out. That's uh, that's like 5% of Judd's overall body weight since the Browns game. So Livia.com, if you want to lose some weight in quick fashion. Uh, also, Moon Motorsports. So they've been around for 50 years, family-owned and operated, off 94 in Monticello and moonmotorsports.com. And they have been helping people get into the very best power sports vehicles 
Polaris specifically is a major specialty. So uh, Moon is the source for very hard to find Polaris ATVs and side-by-sides. And all you have to do is let the Polaris experts at Moon assist in placing an order for the exact model you want outfitted exactly the way that you want. Moon Motorsports, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities and moonmotorsports.com. All right. Football. So I'm just going to read this from Mike Sando. He talks to high-ranking executives with each uh, NFL team. And this is a trade deadline primer in which he says, Vikings and Bears could be stuck. In baseball, teams will sometimes unload key players even while remaining only a few games behind the division leader simply because the organizations realize they aren't true contenders. In football, teams are more apt to strain and claw their way to mediocrity. One executive said, take Minnesota, for example. The Vikings held off Carolina on Sunday to reach 3-3 three and three heading into their bye, which means Minnesota will be no worse than 3-4 and four heading into the trade deadline. The team is contractually committed to Kirk Cousins through next season, and Cousins has produced at a high level lately. With Coach Mike Zimmer possibly coaching for his job, could a 3-4 and four Vikings team, if they lose to Dallas, plausibly unload players for draft capital with an eye toward finding their next quarterback? One executive said, can they? No. Should they? Yes. Chicago, Denver, and possibly Miami also have coaches under pressure to win, which could make it tougher for those teams to focus too far into the future. Teams also have to consider whether quarterbacks available in the 2022 draft are even worth the investment. So, I mean, if they win, if they win against Dallas, it's game on. Because now they're above 500. They've beat a really good team again. If they lose to Dallas... How should they treat the trade deadline? Well, pers- personally, I would if you if you lose to Dallas, I would like to see them probably make some trades and and shed some aging players who can help teams elsewhere. But the executive that Sando quoted is exactly right. They won't do that. Like they they had their chance when when they traded Ngakwe um, during the bye week at the deadline last year. That should have opened the floodgates to trade a few guys. And I thought it did. And instead, Ngakwe didn't fit. They traded him, and that was that. So I think if you lose... So my biggest thing is, short of a miracle, I think Mike's gone. Like, I think that this is is it for, for Mike. I don't think Mike... If they make the playoffs and they win a game that changes completely and phil you're right if they beat dallas and they're four and three and get hot that changes things but if you lose to dallas and you go to three and four at that point and it's just clearly going to be a scuffle back and forth and back and forth um i would look to the future i definitely would and and i am not convinced at his current going rate as well as he's playing right now uh that kirk is the future qb of this team but how I would operate and how Rick Spielman and the Wilfs will are completely different. So I think what the executive said um, off the record or on background to Mike Sando is a thousand percent right. It's just not what I would choose to do personally. So I would, uh, under no circumstances at this point, now that I've won two games in a row to get back to three and three, under no circumstances am I just going to start offloading pieces. I don't care if they get beat 48 to 10 by Dallas on national TV. They're only going to be three and four. And you've still got you got a stretch 
you know, toward the end of the, uh, November, December, you can win some games. I'm doing everything I can this season to claw my way to the playoffs, and get to nine, get to ten wins. It's what they're going to do. That's what they'll do. Anything that I'm going to try and fix will be starting this offseason. And I know that some people would say, I think our friend Eric Eager from Pro Football, uh, Pro Football Focus would say, well, yeah, but like if you can get a couple high draft picks by trading away key pieces at the deadline, like why wouldn't you get a head start on that if your plan is to sort of reset and rebuild anyways in the offseason? To which I say, I can't justify that to the fans. I can't justify that to the to the team. Like I've made a commitment at this point to see what happens in 2021 and to ride this out. And the Vikings are at least like right now they're in playoff position. They're the yeah. seventh seed. Yeah. And so, like, I am committed for the rest of the season to trying to win as many games as possible. And then at the end of the season, if they fall short, if they don't make noise in the playoffs, if they barely sneak in and they lose a game, or if they don't make the playoffs, now it's very easy to say, Mike, it's been a nice eight-year run, some ups, not many downs, but, like, some good football was played. We're yep. going to go with a more offensive-minded head coach. Right. Uh, and then I can make a decision on Kirk Cousins. But I, there, nothing can happen in that Dallas game to get me to trade off a bunch of pieces before the trade deadline. But your point, but but I, I get your point, and I think that you just hit on exactly how the team is going to think, but it plays into the vicious cycle that we see here, which is, you know, let's try and get to the playoffs. Let's take that run. Let's try and win nine or, or ten games. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we just spin our wheels continually here, right? The Vikings spin their wheels. And so, like, I'm not convinced that this team is – is. I was convinced that they should be very good. I'm not convinced of that, and part of my problem is I don't think the coaching is great. Like, I do think that they have some pieces here that are really good, but I don't think they maximize them. And then I see some veteran players who I'm like, if I could get something for them, I would be very tempted. I am not trading Hunter. I'm not trading anybody I love who's young still. But I'm going to go back to one guy, my man. Gonna go back to Harrison Smith. Man, would he look good on a Super Bowl contender? And and I think a Super Bowl contender would be wise to say, I will give you a lot because that guy will step in for me and could be incredibly good. He's an aging safety. It's guys like that that I would think long and hard about, you know what? I know that we love him and maybe someday he can return and he is a ring of honor guy for sure. But if I could, but if I can maximize his value right now. I'm tempted, very yeah, tempted. But I would, I wouldn't, I hear you, but I would entertain that in five months. I wouldn't do I gotcha. it. I got you. I got you. I'm just. And the offseason, I'm all for. In fact, I think a lot of people have incorrectly said for the Vikings to get out of this sort of nine, you know, eight, nine, ten win mediocrity street that they've been living on for the better part of our lives, <laughs> uh, especially under the Rick Spielman watch, that they have to rebuild. I don't think that's right. I don't think you have to rebuild. I think you've got you've got right now. Look at some of the pillars you have, like Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne. Even yeah. if Thielen ages out, right? You got Jefferson and Osborne as long as right. you want them for the next eight years. You've got a left tackle and a right tackle. You've got a couple guards, at least one guard. Like you've got young pieces here. Some of them are under team control before they even get to their big contract. Right. I think. I don't think a rebuild is necessary to go from the nine wins to the twelve, but you might have to make some hard decisions on aging players or even an overly expensive quarterback so i'm going to hate that term though because i think i think that that is such a blowing up term right like you got to blow up the franchise fire the gm fire the coach trade the quarterback change all these players 
The Vikings are almost, I would say in my lifetime, rebuild. Like that word maybe could be used a couple times. Maybe. But for the most part, yeah, you bring in different parts. You bring, you know, you know what's an incredibly important, more important than the personnel changes? The philosophy. Like the philosophy of how this franchise is run on game days mm -hmm. has to be rethought. Um, clock management, right? Not great constantly, yeah. certainly. Um, play calling, not great constantly. Philosophy of use of personnel, not great. So, so yeah, I, I just think that the vicious cycle that the Vikings fall into is this sort of up and down. It's the same cycle, Phil, that the Wild had at one point too, right? Well, I mean, look, they just went on a hot streak. We can't do this now. We can't trade guys now. I mean, these guys are too good to trade. And then you're like, but now they're struggling again, or now they're not. This is what drives you crazy. This is why I am all for changing things like culture, changing things like philosophy. And I just, this team to me feels like a vicious cycle team. Yeah. Yeah, the Wild didn't need to rebuild from no. the Parisi Suter era. They just, like, needed to, they maybe needed a new I mean, they did need a new GM who's providing a, an interesting new voice, and then they needed to empower a couple young players to sort of take over. And, and an influx of young talent. Like, mm -hmm. if you don't draft, well, you're screwed in mm -hmm. all sports. If you can't draft, you're done. Yep. Chuck so, Fletcher traded away picks like they were candy. Yeah. Which is why I, I, I will say this. This is why I'm a little bit leery of making a trade for a guy who could step in as a starting corner. Because I don't know that the Vikings are in position to make that trade now. There, there have been years. I, I said this, and, and I think Collar and I did at the same time. The Jalen Ramsey trade, which was two first-round picks, which is a ton. But that that was a time at which the Vikings could have gone for it. And Ramsey's really good. I mm -hmm. don't feel like they're in that type of period right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I would prefer, I mean, even though on... Uh... A recent addition of either Mackie and Judd or Purple Daily, I flat out said, yeah, I'll trade a third round pick for Xavier Howard. I don't know. It's probably not the wisest thing to be like continuing to trade future assets right. for things for this year's team. Like that fourth round pick for Herndon, probably flush that one. Yeah, wouldn't mind having that trade. pick back. I mean, it's fourth round pick, but still. Yep. So, all right. That's your purple props here. Uh, presented by Surly, too. We're going to be cracking Surly's during bye weekend here, huh? Surly Furiouses are always there. You know what? You know what? The Surly Furious IPA. It never takes a buy. It never takes a weekend off. It is always there. It's like a good friend. It's like a very good friend. Hell, it's like a sibling because it's always there. Rain or shine, good or bad, purple or no purple, I don't care. And that's why when you're on the couch watching football Saturday and Sunday, I want you to be drinking your favorite football. IPA. And I know that. The Sterling Furious. And then... Tweet me a picture of your can at Jay's. Show Olga. us your cans. Surly Furious. It's where <laughs> it's at. It's what all the cool kids are drinking. Thanks for hanging out with us on Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company. Enjoy your Vikings by weekend responsibly. Mackie, Judd, Declan will be back. Thanks to Ross for filling in this week. Job, Daily Russell. Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. We just Thank want you boys. Super Bowl, man. That's all we want.